Welcome to the Faith Crisis Coach Podcast. This show is my love letter to all of the people going through a faith crisis and transition that feel alone and like your world is falling apart. I've been there. As an all-in, eighth-generation Latter-day Saint, a faith crisis was the last thing I expected or wanted. But now, my life, my mental health, my relationships, my self-image, all of that is so much better because of how I leveraged my faith crisis. I'm your host, Josie Johnson, certified trauma-informed life coach and happy faith crisis graduate. If you want to grow through this experience, not just go through it, listen in. Hello, my faith crisis friends. Welcome to the podcast today. We are talking about the dark night of the soul. And this episode is especially for those of you going through a dark night of the soul. It is a little bit heavier of an episode. And so I need to give a content warning before we begin. I do mention suicide ideation in this podcast. So if that's triggering for you, please skip this week. Um, Listen to an older episode and thank you. Anthony Miller gave a beautiful TED Talk titled Thriving and Building Community After a Faith Crisis. Every time I watch it, I bawl. In it, he spoke about when he was searching for church resources on how to support his newly out gay son and his experience of stumbling upon church history gospel topic essays, the gospel topic essays on churchofjesuschrist.org, that discussed topics he had always been led to believe were anti-church lies. As it turns out, they were just history that the leaders had not included in previous manuals to preserve faith and had taken action against scholars who had published about it. He said of this realization, quote, it violated my core values. I sensed a deep betrayal in my heart. But the most painful was I recognized that my spiritual experiences weren't what I thought they were. This combined recognition shattered my heavy shelf. All the irreconcilable problems and dissonance that I accumulated over the decades lie in a pile of scattered broken pieces on the floor. Also in those very moments, all the intertwined vines and layers of meaning around my heart that had become one with my heart were abruptly and violently ripped from me, leaving my heart a shredded, bloody, tangled mess. My very identity in those moments became an empty void. The heavens closed, and it was as if the God I always knew existed never existed in the first place, notwithstanding my cries out to him in those very moments. I later learned that what I experienced that night is often referred to as the dark night of the soul. Close quote. Um, He goes on to talk more about his experience of it being more than one night, how this led to suicide ideation, and how he eventually found healing and community with other people in faith crisis. Like I said, I love this TED Talk. I applaud Anthony for it. Um, It illustrates, it just draws this perfect picture this perfect picture of faith crisis and how, and like what the crisis feels like that dark night of the soul. I've had many of these nights as well. Um, there was the night of radio silence where I didn't get an answer to an important prayer, um, asking whether I should go on a mission or not. And I felt abandoned by my dear heavenly father. 
again, it felt similar to Anthony's experience of like, in all of my cries out to God, where was he? (laughs) Um, I felt like a child crying in the night um, that I had had this constant caretaker that I had talked to all the time, all day, every day. And then suddenly radio silence. Then there was a night that I processed church history. I had been trying to piece everything together. I had, you know, I had my own shelf and I had decided, you know what? I'm going to go all in. I'm going to figure out if this church is true. And I had been taking the missionary discussions as a almost 30-year member of the church. Um, I took the missionary discussions for six months and I, you know, started finding church history um, and then putting everything together that was, or really not putting everything together, not finding a way was a dark night of the soul. Um, And then there have been other nights, dark nights of the soul or kind of aftershocks in my relationships with believing loved ones. And so faith crisis can just rip at the seams of everything, which is so painful. There's so, these nights are real. They happen to many of us. And so today I just want to say that you are not alone, my faith crisis friend. This hurts. Those nights are terrible. They're awful. And I'm sorry you're going through it. Let it hurt. You know, as your friend, as your coach, I want to advise you to not rush yourself to get out of it. Um, And don't totally bury the pain either. Lean into it like a wave, knowing yourself and your trauma limits. This is traumatic. It can feel like abandonment, it can feel like death. So with that, when I say don't rush yourself to get out of it or don't bury the pain, you may need to, right? You may need to for a time. Um, I spent a lot of time in in burying the pain, in denial, essentially, because this is hard. <laughs> and so if you need to bury the pain, do it. If you can lean into it, lean into it a little bit. Don't rush yourself through the process. You know, give yourself as much time as you want or need to walk through this experience. Open your hands during those nights. Relax your shoulders. You've got this. Take a deep breath. Moan, wail, cry. You know, that sound, that vibration in your body can help ease the pain. You know, it's just like a, like in childbirth or, you know, when we're experiencing deep physical pain, right? Loneliness is said scientifically, there are studies that show that loneliness looks like physical pain in the body. And so going through this dark night of the soul and just feeling like your identity is gone and your God is gone and everything you knew is gone, it may feel very painful. The other night I, um, I, (laughs) I have COVID right now. And the other night I was in, I had a high fever and was in a lot of pain. And I just kept reminding myself, like, lean in. You've got this. Take a deep breath. Lean in. Open up. I would physically drop my shoulders, open my hands, and, like, do the opposite of what my body wanted to do, which was to, like, come together, wrap up in a blanket, 
ball my fists and like hide, open up to it. There's a scene in um, The Good Dinosaur, which, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, it's Pixar's like least popular movie. But there is a scene in it where there's a storm going on and a raging river and a dad and a son and the dam breaks with the river. Um, I can't remember if it's like the dam breaks or like there's this sudden wave that comes. But either way, the dad looks and sees that the wave is going to wash him away. And instead of like panicking, he just like gets calm and content and lets it wash over him. And again, know your trauma limits, but sometimes with pain, opening up and letting the reality of the pain sweep over you can make it less painful, right? Without adding on that layer of suffering with balling ourselves tightly and just opening up to it, that can help ease through. This isn't what you wanted. This hurts really bad. I want to remind you that you're strong. You're handling the pain. You've dealt with other pain in life. You can do this. You don't have to do anything different than you are right now, my friend, going through the dark night of the soul. You don't have to change a thing. Just go through it how you're going through it. Hear that you are loved. There is no morally right way to do a dark night of the soul, to do a faith crisis. You are loved. We need you. You matter. You already know this, but I want to remind you to reach out if you need support. I know that's something we hear all the time and it's so annoying. (laughs) And I feel like I know this so well as like working in the mental health field, but I still forget. I still forget. So reach out when you need support. My DMs are always open on Instagram and I, I would love to be there for you when you're going through this. If you need someone to just be there, just be present with you. I can be there via DMs, right? Or you can also um, hire me to coach with you and I can be there more constantly. And there are many others that can be there for you too. You belong with us. You have something to offer the faith crisis community in the world that wouldn't exist without you. You don't have to think about that yet. But if you're wondering if life is worth living, if you're one of the many people that um, has suicidal thoughts when they are in these like life, these kind of tragedies of life, um, then I want to hold space for you and let you know that um, we want you here. If you're considering ending your life, if you're considering ending the pain, please reconsider. Tell someone who can hold your pain what you're thinking. This could be a friend, a a therapist, a trauma-informed and researched and resourced coach. It needs to be someone who won't judge you, who won't rush you to feel better, and who won't make it about them. You can always reach out to me if you need a person and we can bring in more resources Um, if we need to, I can always refer you out. I know my limits, my scope of practice, and I don't go beyond it. Calling 988, the national suicide hotline in the U.S., is a great option as well. 
The last thing I want to address is the executive functioning piece during a crisis. The term executive functioning refers to the mental processes that enable us to plan, focus attention, remember, and juggle multiple tasks. I'm going to link a podcast episode from Casey Davis and Leslie um, Saidi that um, she's a psychiatrist that goes into this in more detail. I'm not an expert on executive functioning. I know my own personal experience with it, um, but that's a great resource to get you started learning about it. And I'm currently educating myself more on it as well. I do want to address a little bit of it because I want to make sure that I'm sharing the things that are helpful for me with all of you in real time. It's very normal to struggle and keep up with routines and schedules when everything around you is falling apart. This may be you know, during the first dark night of the soul. This may be in the aftershocks um, with your relationships or finding out new information or when events in the church happen um, and like the waves of grief come up again. Um, it's very normal to struggle with just daily tasks. And every time I go through um, one of these waves, it's hard to just do the basics, honestly. Keeping up with my normal to-do list, my cleaning schedule, my work schedule, my social interactions, it can all be incredibly hard. It can be hard to get out of bed, let alone do your laundry or a big project at work. I get it. Yeah, I remember after the first the first wave, my first dark night of the soul, I just didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> I just didn't want to do it. Um, so like sitting up, getting to work, doing those sorts of things was a win for me. So I want to encourage you to like try to notice and acknowledge your wins. There can be so much pressure with like social media, like Instagram, Facebook, also like Pinterest and just ads and the media, like all of it, all of this input can be so much pressure to like be perfect when like you just got to get down to the basics. So an odd, maybe trivial sounding tip or thing to talk about when you're in crisis is cleaning things, doing one load of laundry. You know, you don't have to fold it, do five minutes of dishes, vacuum a room, clean your car for like 20 minutes, set a timer, clean and wipe the kitchen counters. Even if you feel totally overwhelmed, just take a picture of a small space. Maybe it's like a drawer that's causing you trouble day to day. Set a 10-minute timer and do what you can in 10 minutes. Then compare the picture to what you created. Creating this these small wins for yourself in your environment can help you stay sane, honestly. It can help you stay grounded. Cleaning kept me grounded during the hardest parts of my faith crisis grief. It's become like self-care for me. I really believe in the power of our environments. Changing our state changes our minds. Give yourself the gift of a little breath and peace. Don't try to get in a rhythm yet. Don't try to like pick one of those fancy routines where it's like Monday you do these 10 tasks and Tuesday you do these 10 tasks. Like don't do that. <laughs> Just do one thing when you wake up to get yourself moving. For me, every morning, this is, I wake up, go downstairs, feed my kids, and I and I wipe the kitchen counters and clear the kitchen counters. That's just like how I function now. <laughs> um, and it, it gets me moving. 
when my brain wants to be sad. It's not like that every day, but again, grief comes in waves. So some days it is like that. And so just little, you know, kind of taking ownership of your space can be really useful. Depression and suicidal ideation does come with the territory of faith crisis sometimes. If that's you, I see you. The dark night of the soul and depression or suicide ideation, it doesn't all have to be connected, but sometimes it is, right? We can have depression without having a crisis. We can have um, a dark night of the soul without having depression, like diagnosed depression or depressive symptoms or suicide ideation may not be in the picture at all, but sometimes it comes with the territory. And so if you feel totally hopeless, get up and move, do a tiny task. You are normal. It makes sense that this is happening. It's not just a you thing. It's a, this is what this experience is like thing. So create some purpose for yourself. Take a break from the research and the thinking for a moment. Care for your brain. You're going through a lot of change right now, like a caterpillar totally disintegrating in a chrysalis to become a butterfly. You will get through this. We all do. Life will get better. Give yourself little moments of calm in the storm and reach out for support. You matter. Okay, my friends, thanks for listening. Please share this episode with someone that needs to hear it. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to stay in touch over on Instagram. So follow me at Coach Josie Johnson and shoot me a DM when you do. It's not weird. I promise. I'd love to hear if there's a topic you want a podcast episode on. That way I can make sure I'm helping you with whatever is top of mind right now. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe on whatever app you're using so that the podcast is easy to find in the future. Okay. Bye for now. Bye for now.